September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaugh feels like. Well, like year and a half plus like four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday from your September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. You look like the thinking man. Picking sad thoughts. It's horrible. Oh my God, Bing is for doing. this world. And we are here doing, as you can tell by that theme song, the Sons of Anarchy AfterBuzz TV After Show, season five, episode three. Entitled Lang Pipe. I'm your host Kevin Undergaro, along with Chris Lee Kennedy. And uh, it's a somber night. It's so somber and <laughs> tough night for Sons of Anarchy fans. And I, I mean, you know, I love. I know. I feel like I love the show, and I think you mm-hmm. love it even more than me. Um, but I usually I take the show a little lighter. I, I said on the the last podcast we did, um, because I feel like it's not as realistic as say some of the other uh, dramas or crime dramas that are out there. And yet at the same time, I my eyes watered up over tonight it was it was nice to see you scream at the tv this week because last week i was the one yelling at the tv and this week you were like yelling with me it was great but i i did think we were both going to shed a tear tonight it was it was a little it rough was on us really really rough and we're, we will talk about it and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about why and figure out why um so sad because obviously we we love the actor and we love the character of opie so much um before we get into it, yes, let's just deal with Gemma, Tara, and Wendy, and what's going on there. I feel like Gemma is the most manipulative and smart bitch on television, period, right now. Like, on every show I can think of, I've never seen anyone that masterminds the way hmm. she does. There's one, one, Glenn Close in Damages. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is, uh, but... Gemma is she's really good at what she does and I you know I um I know you talk about like how much you hate Clay but I I just I'm not feeling I'm not loving on Gemma well I think I love Gemma because of the way that she works um but she's just as cold-hearted as Clay and wait no more so 
More, well, okay. I'll agree with more, the more so. I think you're going to find out. I think we're all going to find out. No, but by the way, I'm, I may be wrong. But I think I think we're going to find out that she's the one that really led to JT's murder. And she's the one that's always been pulling the strings. She's a puppet master. More so than Clay. Clay's more I of a thug. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is going to be the, the showdown of showdowns. And, and it is, is it interesting that new Gemma... Tara mm-hmm. is going to be, as I say, she's Gemma 2.0 and um, just as much as Jax is JT 2.0. I think they're the newer, improved versions. And I, Tara has stepped into the role of Gemma quite seamlessly, I might add. But I think, Taking no, the visitation away for the children. I mean, she's stepping no, up. I wouldn't say the role of, I think she's being pinned as Gemma. I think, you know, we, we, you know, we saw that analogy mm-hmm. last, at the end of last season where she morphed into, you know, her picture morphed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Jemmy's picture morphed into hers. hers. But I don't, I, I see Tara now will start making the tough decisions as Jax is making the tough decisions, mm-hmm. that the unpopular decisions that leaders have to make. And we know that Gemma and Clay were willing to do that, but they were also willing to go to that next kind of insidious level. Right. And I don't, I feel the difference with T- Tara and Jax is going to be that. I, th- I think. I think the difference with Tara and Jax in their 2.0 versions. I think that there's a governor within them that's going to stop them from being as ruthless and as almost borderline psychotic. Right. Well, because Gemma and and Clay have done everything with themselves in mind. It was completely yep. self-driven. It was yep. completely getting themselves to a That's better it. place. Where Jax and Tara are different yep. in the way that they actually have hearts and they actually care. But when when Tara has now stepped up to the plate and she's taken Gemma, she can't see the kids anymore. And she's taking control over her life. Gemma's never had anyone that's done that either. Right. And that threat became so evident tonight when... Gemma fought with Tara and immediately went to Wendy. Like, smart move on Gemma's case. To but go to, to go to Wendy, but but you know what? It's the same old school stuff she's always been doing, and she's right. not she's not used to going against her two point oh version. Mm-hmm. And so you know, let's back up. So she goes to Andrea DiMatteo's character of Wendy, who I remember when she was introduced at the end of last year. I knew where they were going. I was yes. like. I I knew, I knew when they introduced her that the the sons were going to rise above the Irish thing that they were going to win mm-hmm. because I knew they were introducing another conflict for the following season. Right. So in, a, in one way I was like, uh, we have so many other problems going on. Do we really have to do the carnation instant milk? Do we have to like <laughs> just do an instant like you know what I mean? Like out of nowhere a new subplot and we're all supposed to buy into it. But but where they had in mind. And I didn't that it, this showdown was going to come between Tara and Gemma. Right. It actually was a smart idea. It was brilliant because to, yeah. now you know Gemma doesn't have anything against Tara. Tara has a lot against Gemma. She knows about the letters that Gemma burnt. So Gemma going to Wendy was a bold statement and a bold move. It was a bold move. And 
But Wendy's smarter now. She's not a junkie anymore. Right, and she's, she's clear-headed. She's shown that. She's working. She's had a job. She's a therapist, for God's sake. And at the same time, was a biker, so she, an old lady. So right. she's no dummy. No, she knows. She she's knows, shrewd. and she knows Gemma. She knows what she's about. She knows what she's trying to get to. And while it may have given her the leverage she needed, I don't think anyone was counting on Tara being as smart neither, as she neither has. Neither Gemma nor Wendy were considering the fact that she's like, "Look at my eyes. I haven't taken a pill in a month. You are, and I, I wrote it down here. You are a junkie, biker." That's right. She is. Pow. But you know what? Even as a viewer, I never thought Tara would ever be able to step up to the plate and man up. Never. I hated totally her from did. the beginning. Really? You thought oh, so? Yeah. Well, I just thought that uh, that, that was just going to be the arc. Yeah. I never I never saw and, her and w- stepping up. And, and you didn't like that. And what right. I didn't like was the fact that I knew she was going to arc and I wasn't... I wasn't... I was never comfortable with the fact that a doctor would throw her whole life away. And then now become this badass bitch, but I'm a lot. What you do for love? I mean, you you know, I know people do make. You're right. It's what you do for love. I mean, this is what 14 years in the making. They were together when they were in high school. They are completely in love with one another. They've told us all that backstory. So I mean, she just didn't want to give up on the person that she thought was her one and only. And you buy? Have you seen anything like this? In you know in Rhode Island and like your experiences with bikers and things like that. Have you seen anything like it where it was like kind of a I good mean, girl like surgeon? Like no, right. but like good girls that have great jobs, lawyers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Marissa, can you turn down? We we have like the AC just went on like crazy, <laughs> and it's like we have like a tidal the wave. The fan's a little yeah. High. Either point the fan up or shut it off. Either one. Um, anyway, with. It was was interesting. It it Wendy takes Gemma's information. It's like, okay, Gemma, I know you're a bitch, but you know what? Right. I will go use this as leverage. And then we see Tara stand her ground. I'm completely sober. You're not going to get these kids. I'm a surgeon. You're a junkie whore. Pow. Knocks her out. Then goes and deals with Gemma. And Tara, before, before Tara leaves, after she walks away, she says literally... I know what you mean, Gemma. And it can be taken yes, so sorry. many different ways because sh- is she calling Tara Gemma or is she saying, wow, Gemma, you really put me in another bad hole? I think both. I think that's great writing. It, it's great writing right. because it's brilliant because it makes you as a viewer think and both of them work really well with the story because yep. they're both crazy. Right. And so then the same thing, then she has to go battle Gemma. Yes. And she Gemma, I love you. You know, like, which I thought was great. She's it like, was I love honest. you. We've been through so much together mm-hmm. because typically when you do go through that many battles with someone in the foxhole with you, you can't help but have a bond. Right. And she acknowledges that, but she's like, but listen, my family and I'm running it, et cetera, et cetera. And Gemma pulls out the guns and then she turns them back and says, you know, basically, um, I won't kill you, but my husband might. My husband might. Knowing that if my husband finds out, you know, what you did, you'll lose the love of your son. And and we've talked about this. I've seen parents pull relationships apart, but I've also seen the other way around. Absolutely. Where a relationship can sever. A relationship with a a, a husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend, can permanently sever relationships with parents. Absolutely. And, um, but here's the one thing. I mean, especially if you find out your mom killed your dad. But but true, true. (laughs) I mean. But by just by letting that out there, which could have been a rookie mistake, you've just let, you've just let Gemma know that you need to die. 
Yes. But I don't think that she would as much as and because, and let me, I don't think she would ever go against Jax by killing Tara because she, she would never Tara know, from Clay. But she right. But when she thought she was on team, when when she thought she was on team Jenna, right? When she was working with Gemma. Now, if you're going to keep me away from those kids, because you know, like, I think she has to die. And this, and Gemma's gotten her own way her whole life. She's made things happen. She's the orchestrator, and now having somebody threaten that so power I'm saying, with her family. And so you're going to have to die. And it was maybe a, a rookie mistake to let that out because Gemma is great at what she does. She can completely make it look like an anyone. accident, make it look like it didn't happen. And because she whatever. doesn't do it herself, she has other people do it for her. Right. And so now that you've let that out there, very scary. You know, very scary. So it was like in the moment. It, it, it was tough. It was good, but might have been a mistake in the long run. Yeah, I didn't even think in the long run of it because in my head it's like, God, Tara has so much on Gemma. She has so much of the upper hand, and if she plays this the right way, I mean, she really will gain the control. She just has, and she knows the manipulative side of Gemma. But I didn't think of the long term of long well, term. Gemma did get her husband killed, so she would get no. But she is Top yeah. Gun. She's the she's the one that she's is the, the most powerful. It's not Clay, it's her. And I think that this that was that. If you're Gemma, what what do you do? You have, you to, have get to get rid of it. You've got to get rid of burn the letters. Get rid of the girl. And now you have to get rid of the girl because Absolutely. you know. So it might not have been the smartest thing. Kind of cool in the moment to say, may not have been the smartest thing. Long term. Let me tell you though about iTunes. Tell me about iTunes. <laughs> well. Uh, we're yet to get any comments or ratings because literally we've only been on the air for a day. But we are number five at the After Buzz podcast. I actually think we're higher. Are we five or, or four? What are we, Marissa? Uh, I believe five today. Five. Number five. I mean, for one right, podcast, one thank day. you, After Buzzers. Yeah, thank you very much. And that's uh, thank you to the After Buzz fans and the fans of Son of Anarchy. And, you know, I know Phil was saying that thousands and thousands of emails he's received over the last mm-hmm. two, two or three years saying why tons of tweets aren't last night. you doing sons yep and so we're finally doing it and you guys are you guys uh have shown that you you love the show that much as we said we are number five uh on on the uh like on it. our itunes top 10 our network top 10 and we're hoping that that number will grow and that mm-hmm. will grow with your support and we ask you please to send us uh your comments your ratings uh, and your questions, and we'll respond yeah. to them accordingly. Okay. Something interesting happens between Bobby, Clay, and the CIA. They have yes. a they have a meeting, mm-hmm. and now uh, now Clay doesn't know it's CIA. Right. Clay thinks he's dealing with the 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 drug runners, and this whole exchange goes down, and. You Bobby see, steps up to the plate. He steps up to the plate as the <laughs> totally VP. Totally as the VP. Yeah, this is how it's going to go, yada, yada. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But we see a look on Clay's face. Yep. I totally miss it. And <laughs> you nailed it. So tell me. I'm a screamer during yep. these shows. Um, you Clay totally noticed a difference in Bobby. He saw Bobby step up. He saw his mannerism change. Bobby's never been the kind of guy in situations like that that's like, this is going to happen. And Bobby did that tonight. And I think Clay really saw that Bobby knows something that he's not telling Clay. That's what I mean. Is like, it wasn't just that he noticed him stepping up. No, he knew. He, something's he up. Saw There's a something double deal. Up. There's mm-hmm. something fishy. And Clay 
picked it up. Clay saw that he was out of the loop because of the way that Bobby responded to keeping the guys safe in jail. You're the cartel. You know how to handle this. You can do this. And and Clay saw that change in Bobby. And, and you saw it change in his head where he was like, something's happening and I'm missing out. I don't know something. And you I saw that. I don't know that. yet, but mm-hmm. I want to know. So then he's talking to Juice about... Again, with the Jews. Like, I don't understand where their kinship okay. has come from. No, okay, because can I tell you, like, you... Yes, there are those young people that disrespect old people. Right. And would be disrespectful of someone being out of power. However, there are some of us... You know, I know I look up to older directors, older stars, and I revere them. Whether they're, like, Dustin Hoffman or, you know, Radar from M.A.S.H., I, so he's just respecting the I elder. buy that. Yeah, I buy that. Like, this was, you know, when he was really young. And who knows, even as a kid growing up in Charming, you'd probably heard of this guy. Of I mean, course. I know the guys in Lynn, Massachusetts that, you know, yeah. I don't know them personally. I've met this one guy a couple of times, but uh, but I knew his name. Right. You know, he's like a legend. Of course. And so I I buy that it's like... He's juice is sweet. He's sensitive, and he, you know, even it's your, it's a, a fallen hero, but it's a legend. You're still gonna look up to him and respect him, and um, and when he's weak, you're more vulnerable. You can either prey on him and and or in the respect that you're gonna try to hurt him or or kill him or vanquish him, or you can go the other way and nurture and care for him. So I buy juice. I I just, you know, I think with Juice, my thing is that he's just always in the worst situations. It's like he, he walks with his tail between his but legs But he's physically sometimes. small. He is small. He and is the that, smaller. And that, and that usually goes part and parcel in these things. I know. It just kills me because he gets himself in these situations like... Grow a sack sometimes, yeah, I know, but and don't there, give you, all the information, because then look what you get yourself. Yeah, but do you think that there's a coincidence that um, Piney was so big, yeah. older guy, but big, big, Opie, big, brick house. Um, you know, Clay running the show, huge. Right. So I think I buy it. I buy the way it's all going down. What what? It's was, great casting in that way as well. Yeah. As you're seeing these big powerhouses are also these big, great personalities. And this here's the guy that's Puerto Rican and half black and doesn't want to know. And he's the smaller one. And he does walk with his tail between his legs and is constantly opening his mouth and getting everyone else in trouble. It and, killed me. And the fact that he's carrying the secret he, and he's ashamed. And it's just, ugh, it's just, it's, it, I, I get it. I get what he's going through. Well, they go to the brothel and... Well, because um, Clay, like, begs him, I'm so weak, I'm hurt, I just want to know. I got half know. a lung. I just want to know if I've I've, I've but, lost my club, I'm not going to be able to ride, I'm not going to have a vote, just tell me about my wo- said, woman. He, right, right, and I lost half a lung, so that's some x we didn't know. Right. Now, I wrote that down, assuming it was true, however, when he's having his little to do with Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> Weirdest cameo ever, by yeah, the way. Yeah, <laughs> kind of weird. Um, Pop star plays a hooker. <laughs> but we know we'll see more of her because she wouldn't yeah. just be there for a blip. And we saw her on the preview the for next, next week. So, episode. But we see Clay sitting on the edge of the bed or the, whatever it was, the table. No oxygen. No oxygen. None. And that speaks to your point from the previous podcast. That's what I said yesterday. You said, no, he's drinking because he's sitting back and waiting. Yeah. And I was like, he's drowning as far as he's given up. No, he's too smart. 
He's playing everybody. So he could regain his strength. And and why would he let anyone know that he has his strength back at this point? The whole club thinks that, you know, Jax is the president. He just had this surgery. He's not in the hospital. He's not going to be able to ride. He doesn't know where he stands with this motorcycle club at all right now. All the people that he had are, are kind of gone right now. So why would he let anyone know how strong he is? Let them know he's weak, lay low, figure it all out, and then come back with a vengeance. Like, why let anyone, anyone know that his strength's back? He, I, I think he's playing a game. I think I'm, it's all a fraud. I know you hate this, but I'm rooting for the Clay comeback. I know. I hate that you're rooting for Clay. You know, I want the Clay comeback. Oh, I, I can't see. Because I, it's I, the old guard. You know, you hate them, you hate them, but then you're like, no, I don't, I don't feel right that he's not around anymore, that he's not in power. I just feel like he's gotten them into so much shit. You made that shit. point, and you're right. He, they can't get out anymore. Jax is in a no-win situation. I mean, situation. look at Trey. Went yeah. and killed for him. They killed the Pope's daughter for him. Tig killed Donna. I mean, yeah. Tig's done everything for him. And it's just like he just, he makes one bad decision after another. Got them away from porn, which was like a... like, like a, a Really? $8 billion a year industry? Right. And it, that's what you get it, out of to run guns and coke? Yeah, right. I mean, they were safe. They were comfortable. He makes every decision not for the motorcycle club, but for himself. And that's not what a president of a motorcycle club does. Right. Although, cynics would tell you those guys who run those clubs, just like the mafia, are so just about themselves. To an extent. <laughs> Which I, is I what really, makes him realistic. Right. And I, and I understand that there's that extent of selfishness to it. But I also think that at the end of the day, these motorcycle clubs have withstanded the test of time for a reason and it's not because they're individually selfish it's because they work together as a group as a community to get the things done that they need to whether it be bad or good they're they're withstanding the test of time they're still around i just love how i'm doing the show with an old lady (laughs) my old lady my my old lady host is amazing um all right before we we're laughing right you know i mean i feel like it's been a really heavy show tonight and we're gonna get into the heavier part of it so before we get into that i just want to let you guys know tonight was the fox premiere beginning of comedy tuesdays which i mean after this show you really need a good laugh so if you missed it this week i won't slap you too hard i'll let you come in next week and fill it in you want to check out zoe de chanel and the new girl she's absolutely hysterical um who doesn't love her she's one of the most adorable people on television right now um one of what i hear to be the best new comedies that i haven't seen yet ben and kate which i will be sure to check out next week and of course the one and only mindy kaling on the Mindy Project, which, I mean, she's brilliant, so I can't imagine that it wouldn't be tons of laughs. So if you miss out this week, please make sure you check it out next week at 8, and um, I hope you all enjoy it. Yeah, this t- is some heavy stuff, no, this so is we heavy need stuff. some laughs I think, I, Yeah, I think you, you watch your stuff, you can watch your stuff, Fox yeah. Live, it's a little lighter, and then, you know, you tape this, and you have to watch, the, uh, I like watching this on the DVR because I want to rewind and watch again. I also it's think that there, sh- this, there should be like a subtitle or some kind of, at the beginning where they say you must have cigarette and shot of whiskey at all times in right hand during viewing. Yeah. Because this is one of those shows that I'm like, he has made Kurt Sutter mind. I'd love to just pick his mind apart because he's made me cry. He's made me almost throw up. He's given me the goosebumps. He's broken my heart. He's affected me by this show. I don't know any, I don't know any characters. You know, I know the the Sopranos had their uh, tense moments, but like these guys, I think it was all 
what I'm about to say is it was encapsulated in something Opie said today. And Opie said, this isn't fun anymore. And I've no. been saying that to myself for the past two or three seasons. I'm like, you know what? This used to be bonfires and whores yep. and, and music playing. And you know what? Everyone's dying now. It, the last three years, it's been nothing but pistols to the back of their head. Yeah. Anyway, All because of who you are rooting for, My guy for, Clay, by the way. I know. He must, I mean, I know, my come guy. on. I don't know. I guess it's, it's from Beauty and the Beast. What was his show that he used to do? Ron Perlman? That was a long time ago. I know. So that's a still, long I'm, time ago. I'm still Vincent. I mean, I love Ron, me some Ron Perlman. His acting is... He's and, awesome. I he mean, was great in Drive. This is I'm just, loving him. Especially now that he's so broken down, he's just brilliant. Like, he's brilliant. He's on his way. But he'll prove he's a leader. And ultimately, I mean, listen, we could get into predictions forever and what's going to happen. But before... No. So we don't even go there. Let's talk about... My the moment gang of go, silence. The gang goes to prison. They do. And... We find they have protection. Instantly. And I'm, my knee jerk is like, it's the Mayans. Yep. But when Jimmy Smith says to uh, Jimmy Smith's character, um, God, what's his name? Uh, not, Euro. Nero. 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 Now that I got Euro. See, now Nero, you got me saying Nero. When Nero. Nero. When Nero says to Gemma, they'll be all right. Right. We were both like, it's, it's Yeah, him. but you had thought so. You, I'm going to give you credit again for that, too. I was like, it must be the Mayans. Right, but <laughs> we were knew. both wrong. But you were, no, you were right. You were thinking it was Nero, I was right? thinking it was Nero's people, but we were both wrong because when, when you know, Pope is introduced, we're told that he got the protection from the cartel, not from... Unless Nero, which you asked tonight, So I said, brilliant. yes, is Nero in with the cartel or Danny Trail? Right, because he's come in out of nowhere. He's become they've be- the club has become dependent on him for safety. I feel he genuinely does love Gemma. I, he's definitely very interested in. By Gemma. the way, we didn't go over the hickeys. How gross I, and like, it, but so typical. That? But I see that with I've seen that before with people that with, age. Yes, that are just kind of like because by the way, like young kids don't even do hickeys. So it's no, to- that's what I'm saying. It's such a throwback to two like. Two gross old people like still being like <laughs> trying to be seventeen and recapture their their yeah, glory. No, it was not but attractive. it was interesting. Put a scarf on. Tara said we didn't even bring that up, and then in the next scene you see her with a scarf. Well, because she was yeah, she was going to Wendy. She had but, to play the the mom role. Uh, but but the fact she said put a scarf on, it's interesting. Yeah, that she's wearing her down. That she had a you know Miss Rebellious biker chick had to listen. Um, but prison. Jimmy Smith's. You know, we don't know if he's the one if he's the one that's getting them the protection or what he's involved with. But it's interesting. Right. But but speaking of it, they get their protection, but then we get a meeting between Pope and Jax. I, I mean, Pope is he? He's like I don't even know. I can't. I don't even know who you can compare him to in the real world because he seems to have his hands in everything. Everyone is on his bankroll. He has police. He has the warden of the prison. Yeah. He has everyone on his bankroll. Like. I, this character is so new and we still don't know him and yet he's so calm and so poised and you look at him and you think that he would be this very distinguished businessman and I mean he's killing people so he's clearly not but whatever he does I mean he's he's the warden yeah (laughs) and he had demands like very strict demands. Well, tonight. you know, I want he uh, Trig stays in jail forever. For life. Trig stays in jail forever. Excuse me. And then um, 
one of your boys has to die. Right. And 50% of... He he, oh God, he knew everything that. about the cartel. Yep. He knew that they were not dealing the the crack or coke that he they were muling it. They knew about the guns. They knew about all of it. And not only does he want a dead son and trick Tig in jail for life, but he wants 50% of the muling money, which that's a big cut. And that Huge. hurts the club a lot. Huge. And then we get the scene of OP and Jax. You know, and and Jax opens up to him and tells it's him everything. It's the first time that he's yeah. really been able to share the truth with Opie from start to finish of everything. Yeah. And they needed that moment no matter what would have happened to Opie. They really needed that moment because for two guys that have been so close for so long and had such big plans for this club, they've gotten such so dreams. far away from each yeah. other the last season, you know, and, and that trust was gone and it was so great to see that moment and Jax being at his weakest point and saying, like, I don't know how to keep any of us alive anymore and I don't know what to do I and you're my do. person so I'm going to share it with you. And OP, you know, usually had could tell him what to do and all Opie could say in the previous scene what you know was it's not fun anymore no. we've seen Opie who's really been walking dead since the father yeah. died I mean we we killed half his soul with the wife and now the father was the other half and when he says to him you it was pick the uh, Jack says it was save the club or kill Clay he's like you should have killed Clay. made the wrong choice made the wrong choice and I, I kind of agree and yep. and I understand that they had to keep Clay alive for the whole deal and the CIA and all the BS but at the same token like I wanted to see Clay dead as well so I agreed with Ope on that I also agree in there's in the sense that it's not even though that make it you could take it like Ope being emotional I really don't think he was I think he was so calm and so zen at that moment where he was saying two good things would happen. The club actually should die. Right. And Clay also should die. Which is interesting. And not just out of emotions, but because he's an evil, self-centered, like, you know, bad guy. Right. And it's interesting because when they get to the four of them and, you know, Jax tells the boys and he's like, you know, one of us has to leave in a body bag. One of us has to die. And Ope chooses to go. It's so funny because I feel like a lot of viewers that may not have read into it may have thought, wow, he's the ultimate motorcycle club member. He's dying for his club. And he wasn't dying for his club at that point. And, and when it first happened, I thought the same thing. Like, wow, he's lost everything to this motorcycle club. They've taken away everything for him. But yet he's, he just wanted he's to go still away. leaving the club first. And he didn't. I think that he was just done. He's ready he had to nothing go. left in That's him to it. fight. He was, he was ready to go. And even, like, the fight he put up, it seemed strong. I expected even a greater I, fight. I wanted more, yeah. He, you know, a couple of things. And then basically it was like he was on his knees and he almost smiled to Jax with the he window. He did. Big saying, smile. I'm ready to go. He did. I'm ready. I'm ready to go be with my dad. I'm ready to go be with my, my, my soulmate. Donna. And man, that smack on the back of the head was so brutal and so violent. And, and we all felt the helplessness, Jax, and, and, and those guys felt well the lost they've the lost that club has had in the past year they've lost so many members they've lost so many family members of the club they've they've had so much loss they're they're imploding right. they're literally imploding so they've just the loss is huge and to then now see your best friend basically kill himself i mean yeah. obviously it was a fight but he basically signed his death notice he said take me I, i'm good i'm gonna yeah. fight i'm good I'm didn't ran, even no. give anyone a choice no no and it broke my heart i it, loved ope and uh, and he's such a great actor, and you know, God, it, yeah. it, it it begs the debate because I know a lot of these shows, and showrunners can say what they want, 
But when a lot of these guys get written off, there was more, relationship. more often than right. not, it's not a, unless it's the end of the show. And, you know, it's like it doesn't matter who you're writing off. It's the last season. It doesn't matter at that point. But most of the time when people are written off, it's either because the actor wanted to really wanted to leave. Right. Or the showrunner. Somebody had bad blood against that person. Uh, you know, but not, not always. I mean, you know, not always. But I don't know. But he seems... It, sometimes it's... For me, I'm always... I don't know. I'm always able to... I feel like I'm always able to read what an actor is like in real life. Yeah, when they act, and, and I, I he feels like a sweet soul. Feels like an so? amazing guy, right? Um, and I feel like I just recently heard from someone that he is a really great guy. Um, I also think Kurt Sutter does a lot of things for shock value. Um, I think he likes to pull things out of left field that you would never guess because I don't think anyone would have ever guessed that Opie would have went next. We've lost so many key members to the club, and it's been such a hard year as a viewer because there's these people that you love and you follow and. And to have lost Piney and him and all these guys, it's just like we're losing so many key guys. It, it makes me wonder what the thought process is behind you it. You had said, though, that you had heard it was tense on set. That's not an easy set. I mean, I don't think that it would be the easiest set to be on, no. And I have heard that it's a it's a harder set to be on. Um, it's a little bit more demanding. I think that they probably have some guys on set that probably make it a little bit uncomfortable. The advisors but who are like authentic- legitimate, right? Authenticity. They want authenticity. And I also feel like because I've not been a huge part of a motorcycle community, but a, a big part of it, and the first season... I, that's exactly what I felt. I felt it wasn't as authentic and I, I wasn't in love with it. And as the seasons has par- have progressed, it has gotten more gritty, a little bit more raw for me. The deaths have been tragic and brutal. And they, I mean, everything from the explosions to the beatings to, I mean, God, when Jax hit Ima a couple weeks ago and the last season in the face, yeah. that was so everything, every hit every bruise is so much more authentic now um, and I, I think that right. would make it really hard to be on set with that authenticity there well, over your shoulder again as these weeks go on we will we're going to work harder on getting guests in here and, yeah. and, and hearing more about it um, so then we see Jack goes into Pope and is like you'll get your 50% you got your body bag I want Tig Tig comes out with me not only does he say that Tig comes out with me, but he says, when this is all said and done, you can do as you please with Tig because I don't care anymore. And Pope comes back to him and says, you know, he says, don't make a bad decision because of hurt feelings, but that's what makes you a king. And it was interesting because obviously from player Pope, to king. Right. right. Obviously, Pope has had to kill people left and right to get where he is. Yep. And it, it was it was amazing to see that. And. It was amazing to see. I've never seen Jax look that hurt and that angry. And that's, he just, there was like no feeling attached to that. But is there any part of Jax that's posturing? Does he mean it? You can do what you want with Tig. Or is he posturing saying, I'm going to kill you, you mofo. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I have to do. And it, which is the smart play as right. a leader is to say, yep, you know what? I'm falling in line and here, I need to take out with me and here's why. Now he's going to take who's out and loyal to him for life. Forever. Really smart. Which we know finally, Tig is loyal. Finally, Clay lost him. Right. Uh, on the other hand, as we are getting these hints that Clay's getting stronger, 
we also see that Opie's gone, and that was going to be the biggest hindrance to Clay. Right. So it's Huge. it's interesting as the, as these guys continue with their struggle for power. You know, also we learn about the home invasions. They're not coming from the Niners in Pope. I don't feel they are. No. And then you were like, they're coming from Clay. They're Clay. They're coming from Clay. So you those know, nomads had the safe with the stupid birth certificates. Right. So it's, it's so that's Clay's faction. Yeah. Interesting. Clay still has power. And, you know, I think the thing that they'll toy with us back and forth for the next few episodes will be the Jax. Will he go bad? Will this be the turning point for Jax to become Clay? Because I think what I, I, what's right. really interesting to me is they're going back and forth between Tara and Gemma. And I think what's going to happen is Jax is going to take that path of, am I going to become Clay or am I going to become my father JT, or am I going to be my own? He's going to be his own. Yeah. He's it's gonna, interesting. But he's going back and forth. There's the, there's the JT in it. Him, like get me out of here and then there's the clay in him you know but it's 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 he's gonna be okay he's gonna he's gonna take the both he and tara are gonna be okay they're gonna they're gonna take the right road with this i i feel um but i mean time will tell the the deal he makes though it's nice because we get take out we get take out everybody's out now now another one of the nicer moments I felt is when, as a guy, you know, guys, we love the kick-ass part of these shows, but I love when he told the security guard, "I'm going to find out who you are." Of course. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out who you are. I'm gonna get out and find who you are. Go to your house. You're done. You're done. And and I loved it in the moment. Right. But it to me, it's almost the same thing with saying with Tara threatening Gemma. Why would you show that guy your hand? It's actually it's a cool moment, it's a fun moment for TV, but realistically, the better thing is to go. Listen, I know you're doing your job. Things just get messed up. Whatever. That that's how the mafia. Yeah, does that it. wasn't gonna happen. And then you, but that's what you say. Right. And then you walk out and you handle your business. And Jax knew he was safe at this point. He knew he's going home. But that guy could. Well, the guy couldn't have killed him there because no. like, he'd have heat with. Pulp no, he would, he couldn't do it. So he knows he's in a safe spot. And it was also really interesting for Pope. And I thought it was a really kind of big moment was when he looked at Jax before he left and said, "Be smart because it's what you do," like. I think that Pope sees in Jax what everyone else sees that Jax maybe hasn't found yet. Like, Jax is very smart, and he can do the things that he's going to do with his club. Um, But it was interesting to see Pope kind of call him out on that, because here's this guy who's this horrible person, but also giving back to the community and doing all these weird things. Well, that's just part of the scam, though. That's just part of it. I think they all model it after... It goes back to Michael Corleone, but you see Breaking Bad... Uh, character of Gus Fring. It's like all these guys who are calm, cool, and and not emotional to the nth degree about about business and profit. All right, let's go to predictions. Wait a minute. What? No. No. Wait not yet. We now, end. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. No. We okay. ended. We we the show ended. Oh, yeah, right. With the the. Yeah, I'm like the, I can't even talk no, right the, now. No, the brothel, they, yeah, the brothel they, being broken. The police I'm so sorry. raided sorry, the brothel. I was like, sorry, I, fans, and thank you for doing d- that. Uh, Marissa, don't listen to him. <laughs> I know he's the boss, but shh, don't listen to him. The, I mean, totally. My old lady raided. The old lady own, always wins. No, Gemma, Chrisley gets her way. No, and I'm so Clay. Chrisley Teller gets her I'm way. I'm Clay, and Phil, Phil is Phil's Jacks. Phil's ta- <laughs> Phil's taking over. I've got my, I'm, I'm the old guy with my respirator. All right. No. So <laughs> no, let's, they take the, I mean, the cops break in. Right. The first person they cuff is Gemma. 
Clay is you start not screaming. an idiot. You're like, Clay, Clay did this. I was so mad because I'm like, God, like he's just so manipulative. Like they just need to just get over themselves and out of the, either be in the relationship or don't be in the relationship. But this back and forth thing, like calling the cops, beating people up, like you don't. Yeah, but they're just children and that's what the hickeys horrible. are about. They're just, they're just, it's just high school, you know. And I think it was interesting just Carla's face was just like, why are we involved with these cracker fools? Why did you bring them in here? She's calling them white trash left and right. It's hilarious. I mean, yeah, she's hilarious. But you could see the look on her face I'm when Puerto they got arrested. When <laughs> Yeah, juice is funny. But when they got a, but but when they got arrested, she was like, Why? You know, I told you this was gonna happen. And And if, you know they're gonna pin her for prostitution. Like that's what's gonna happen. And Clay died and Clay dined them out and we you know, we didn't talk about the way Gemma went in but why did she beat Ashley Tisdo? She says I don't have any more feelings for Clay. Do you believe that? It yes I do. It is the mentality of I won't say all bikers, but there is definitely a biker mentality where if I can't have you, no one will. And I don't want you, but no one else can have you. Wow. There's definitely a mentality of that that is a little interesting. It's kind of a turn up. I mean, <laughs> she kicked some Ashley Tisdale ass. Yeah, she did. Poor Ashley Tisdale got beat up. Well, so so the brothel now is now in trouble. So, like, it, yeah. so the Gemma and Clay cloud, and we cloud of darkness just comes into everyone's world. Right. And the sons are now, and Jax is going to have to once again clean up more of Clay's mess, and now we're going to owe them because we messed up their business. Yeah, once again, man. Yep. All right, now predictions. Now we're good. And now, you're after Buzz TV. We know Ashley Tisdale is a star, so we knew she wasn't just going to walk out with her her little underwear, you know. And no. we see her on the back of Jax's Jax's bike. bike, and I want to know if she does her own stunts because they lay the bike down. I'm sure she didn't, but <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah. However, she gets involved. She is yeah, involved. Yeah, she's there. We see the boys out. We see poor Opie's mm-hmm. being laid to rest. We hear a quote where they say Pope is the worst guy they've ever dealt with. Yeah. We've never done anything like this. Um, and my favorite moment of the previews is Gemma saying to Clay, why don't you mop my face on the floor and maybe then you'll recognize me. Right. What a powerful moment as much as I can't stand how manipulative she is to somebody that, that hits you and beats you to that extent to be able to say that back with confidence and like that anger. And there he is. It was with, a moment. And he had all the um, the the, uh, the oxygen mask and everything. And Nero was right behind him. Back back to being the weak yep. old man. But man, I can't I can't wait for the comeback. I know. So excited. It's anyway, an intense season. Predictions, predictions. I mean, I, I know they want to go another season after this. Don't oh, think I we've would, heard. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I just to me, it ends with Tara and and uh, and Jax in control. Yeah, and, and well, and, and creating a new world order. Yo, it'll it'll go on, but it's got to go on in a new way. And I see those. Or un- he loses movies. everything. Or he could, but I don't see that. And I see Jenna. I see Gemma and uh, and the other guy and Clay, literally killing each other. And, and hugging at the same time. Something yeah. twisted. Anyway, all right, you guys, thank you so, so much for me and my old lady, Chrisley. <laughs> hey, so where do we find you, Chrisley? You tweet me at Chrisley, K-R-I-S-I-L-Y. And you guys did that last week, uh, excuse me, yesterday, not last week, right. and had so much fun talking to everybody about the show. So make sure you keep up. Yeah, more questions and comments, mm-hmm. please. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you, Marissa. 
from Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 